Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or, if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Do it again. Action. Tis but thy name that is thine enemy. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. See how small, intimate gestures don't play very well on big wide shots, and that close-ups magnify large emotions so much that well, the audience becomes uncomfortable. Actors need to know the size shot you're using in order to tailor their performance. There's a whole series of ways to help your actors create a performance that translates well on screen. We'll take a look at that today on Two Real Guys. Hi there, I'm Norman Holland. And I'm Larry Jordan. You know, Norman, unlike theater, film and video projects have the ability to really get inside an actor's performance using various shot sizes and framing choices. But at the same time, that ability means that you have to be aware of how to use those opportunities. So they tell the story that you want rather than the story that the audience is going to make up inside their heads. You know, it's one of those interesting things. Actors are always asking for their motivation. What is it that justifies that particular line or that particular movement? Because it helps them to imbue the character with the characteristics that you need to be able to tell your story. What that means is that you will need to know each scene that you're shooting so well that you can help them to create those correct choices. And this means, as we've talked about before, right, that you need to create a scene analysis for yourself. <laughs> You are bound and determined to get people to watch every episode in this season, aren't you? Go to this URL right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a scene analysis is really important for you to understand what the shape of the scene that you want to do. Because remember, we talked about a lean forward moment and how that's going to suck an audience in and how they're going to uh, look at it and hopefully react more to that content at that point, right? Now, wait, 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 wait. You're getting fast and loose with the words here. What is the <laughs> word shape mean? Well, you can't have one scene be all intense all the way through top to bottom. Uh, you can't have a scene be sad all the way top to bottom. Otherwise, it's not going to be intense. It's not going to be sad. So what we're really... So what you're saying is it's the contrast that allows this stuff to happen. There has to be change not only between because, scenes, but change within the scene. Right, because audiences react to change. Uh, another aspect of it is the actor's work has to be hidden, right? You can't, you, you can't be obvious in your technique. You also you want to be careful that you don't play the effect on the audience. You, you, you don't want to telegraph where you're going. Everybody's got to sort of be at that moment in time. Mm -hmm, right. You can't play where you're going in the scene. Uh, you have to play the individual moment. Which means that the actors need to be listening. They really need to be in the moment. They need to be focused on what that particular instant of the story is, not what's going to happen. They can't anticipate the explosion. They have to 
sort of have the explosion surprise them as it surprises the audience. The character can, can respond wildly, but the actor always has to know where they are. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Larry, you're a director. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you can do to help get the actors to these principles? Well, you know, the very most important thing is rehearsing, even if you can only run the scene once. Because where an actor stands informs the character, and just by changing where they move and where they stand makes a huge difference. So for me, rehearsals are gigantic. And in the rehearsals, you're actually giving adjustments and you're listening and reacting to what's going on in the rehearsal, right? Absolutely. We'll see that throughout this entire series of Two Real Guys. Also, I've worked with actors who uh, need lots of rehearsal on individual lines. They, they don't peak until take six or seven or eight, and they're playing against actors who peak after the first or second one. So uh, what we tend to do there is we have to be very careful about whose coverage we shoot first. Sometimes it may make more sense to not even do the wide shot master first. Although, you know, I've always found it helpful to do the wide shot first from my point of view because it locks the blocking down. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows where they're supposed to be standing. And then you go in and get the emotions because you can get the emotions on a close-up once people understand where they are physically. Now here's another thing that I that just blows me away that actors can do that, right? With all the crew hovering around here <laughs> and the boom mics uh, and the lighting and, and all that, how do you keep the actors focused? and safe. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing. I'll, I'll let you in on a secret, Norman, because you haven't noticed this, but if you were to look around the studio mm -hmm. right now and you count the number of people that are in this room, mm -hmm. we have cast and crew of 18 people on this show. So what you need to do is you get your mind out of, I'm sitting in the studio under lights, and you get your mind into, this is a subject that I'm really excited about that I want to share, and all of a sudden, the focus it comes right out of the story. So, so how do you get to that point with, for instance, uh, in a corporate video, you're shooting a um, CEO who's not comfortable being on camera. How do you get there? The thing they're most worried about is they're most worried about looking foolish. And they are very scared. And so the thing that I do the most when I'm working with non-professional actors is I concentrate on getting them to relax and just talk to me. Mm -hmm. And when that happens and they realize that it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation and they're just talking to me, then everything else falls away. Mm -hmm. And my job is to make everybody feel safe. Mm -hmm. And each actor requires something different. And how do you shoot and how do you plan things with actors um, differently with single cameras versus multiple cameras? Because how do they know what to play to? Ah, what a great question. Ah. And an even better question is, should your actors play to the camera? Ah, okay, if, so should your actors play to the camera? That depends. If you want the audience to be a voyeur looking in on a scene, then your actors should never play to the camera. They should just act. Let me show you an example. For instance, now I'm looking at Norman. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking at the audience. Now I'm looking back at Norman again. Mm -hmm. When I'm looking at you, they're eavesdropping on a conversation between the two of us. But when I'm looking at the camera, now you're a part of that conversation. And there's a direct one-to-one -one relationship between me and the audience, which doesn't exist when mm -hmm. I look at you. Same thing with the actors. If I want to have people look at a scene but not be a part of the scene, then the actors don't play to the camera. Mm -hmm. But as soon as their eye contacts the lens of the camera, the audience is instantly, like here, hooked into the presentation and they cannot not be a part of what's going on. And so then you have to say, do I want the audience involved or not? So that comes from story, right? So once again, you're going to um, script and finding out. So um, uh, let's talk about that in terms of camera sizes, or as you might say, angles. Um, so 
in the opening, in our tease here, we saw uh, one of our two real players mm -hmm. um, play the scene from Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Didn't she do a great job? This is, I, I love that scene. And the rose, man, that's awesome. So there are two different camera sizes there. Yeah. So how do you play to different camera sizes? Do you have the actors pay any attention to that? Well, you ha as we discovered, if the actor doesn't know what the camera angle is, angle, not size, they don't understand what the camera angle is, they don't know how to act. Mm -hmm. So you use the wide shots to set geography. For instance, here, look at the wide shot. This shows that we are in a theater, there's chairs behind us, and sets us in the geography. But then you go into the tight shot, like we are here, you go to the tight shot, and that sets the emotion. And if you want to get the relationship between people, then you're over the shoulder to get mm -hmm. a sense of where they are geographically and yet still tight enough to get the emotion. Mm. But I have a question for you. Yeah. How do you discuss story with actors? Because you, more than anybody else, are, are a writer and you're putting this stuff together. It lives in your head. How do you share that with an actor? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to assume that they've done their homework. Which means? Uh, which means that they've read the script that if they have questions about the script, they ask. I'm going to hope that we've had rehearsal so these things can be brought up. And I find story comes naturally out of the actor questions. They need to know why they do something, right? We just talked about that. So they need to know why they stand up. And the answer to that always has to come from story. So my concept of story, my discussion of story with the actors always comes in the moment when they need information. And that may be on set, that may be in a conversation over a beer, that may be um, in rehearsals, it could be anywhere. You know, Norman, our job as a director should be to help actors stay focused on who they are and their character, feel trusting of, of you and the process, and know that they and their craft are respected. And when that's true, when they feel safe and they feel honored, then you're gonna get much more believable characters that way. We'll be right back with a tip after this. After you say cut, your first note should be to your actors. They're hanging out there desperately waiting to see how they've done, telling them what you liked and what you want to change in the next take will really help you to get the best work from them. Actors are not camera equipment. They're not like lights that can be turned on and off. They are performers that have a craft and a, a workflow that needs to be respected. Paying attention to what each one of them needs will help you get the best collaboration in order to tell your story better. I'm Norman Holland. He's Larry Jordan. And thanks for watching Two Real Guys.